participants are muted and they can unmute themselves. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. God bless you all this morning. Amen. This is Pastors Lester and Sharon Hayes uh, here this morning. Amen. Praise God. With our guests, you know, Crystal Solomon is here with us this morning, all the way from Manassas, Virginia. We just thank God we've had a grand old time with her, man, and seen our friend there in a minute. But we give God praise. We give God glory. We give God honor for the select friends that he chosen for us that fits our personality, our lifestyle. You know, God don't want you to be divided against stuff and people, you know. So he put people in your life, man, who understand you, who can be an encouragement to you as you encourage them. So we thank God for every one of our friends. We thank God for all of you this morning because we consider you friends and family. Amen. Of like spirit. Amen. And as we come together to labor together in love, to share with each other, to sharpen each other, to help each other, to encourage each other, to impart to each other. We thank God. Amen. As pastors, he's given you after his own heart. Amen. And we would, we don't take that lightly for granted. Amen. We study to show ourselves approved and the God is workmen who need not be ashamed that when it comes down to you, we we might rightly divide the word of truth. We ain't throwing no junk at you, man. We ain't throwing no tradition at you. We ain't throwing no doctrine of devils at you, no false prophecy, false teaching. We're giving you the unadulterated, infallible, authentic word of God with lace, with moral and ethical truth this morning. It's God's word, amen. It's his manner, amen, that we give to you, share with you, because we have found the word of God and we did eat the word of God. And that word became joy and rejoicing to us. And so we declare that it becomes joy and rejoicing to your heart and to your mind this morning as well concerning building a future. Amen. Of optimal overall wellness. We want everything that pertains to life and godliness to be in your life so you can enjoy it and not dread it and not hate it, but embrace it as we embark upon this path to our future. That's going to be better than our past. And amen. It's going to manifest in our current state of, of life. Amen. It's going to be healthy living and living healthy, uh, declaring those things that God has said belong to his people, belong to his children. And why can't we? Amen. It's because a lot of times we believe the present situation and we don't look beyond that to see the glory of the coming of the Lord. Amen. In our lives. Amen. So he said that Paul said, I reckon that the servants of this present time, they're not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed when that light goes off, when that word of faith is heard and preached and it hits you, man. It's like that springing forth because faith comes by hearing. It comes by a springing forth of a revelation that, hey, man, that's for me right there. He's talking to me right there. And now it says like a new day doing it. You light up like a Christmas tree. You'd be like, oh, man, I got it. God is talking to me directly. So he's talking to you this morning. That's why you're here on a spiritual assignment this morning. You know where you're supposed to be. You know what time you were supposed to show up. And you came with great expectations, amen, to hear something from the Lord that you were going to be able to live by. So let's pray and get into the word this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, that we come and gather together in your awesome, incredible, amazing name. We thank you this morning. We welcome all the saints this morning, Lord God, as we come this morning to learn, oh God, of, and through the school of healing of how we can live a healthy life, a better life as we build toward our future of optimal overall wellness. God, we thank you, Lord, that you have ordered our steps in this pathway. You've ordered our thoughts to come in agreement with your will for 2022, God, as you want us to build a better future, Lord God, build back better than what we had and what we have. Continue to press on toward the mark of a higher calling in God in Christ Jesus in the area of healthy living and over all wellness, oh God. So, Father, we just thank you this morning. We praise you this morning, Lord God. You do everything and you do it well, and we want to be able, Lord God, to do things that are pleasing in your sight, Lord God, that you may add to us as we seek your way of doing things, Lord God, that you may add these things to us that we're seeking, that we're learning, that we're growing in, that we want to know, Lord God, are going to be present in our future, Lord God. And so we thank and praise you this morning as we pray, Abba, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory. Father, it all belongs to you. And we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor for it's in Jesus name that we offer this prayer to the God above who hears prayers, answer them and show us great and mighty things. Amen. Amen. That we know not of Lord but God if you 
bless us, we're blessed. If you heal us, we're healed. If you save us, we're saved. You are still our praise. And we enter your gates this morning with thanksgiving. We come in your courts with praise this morning just to make known to you our adoration and love. This day, God, we bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, again, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastors Lester and Sharon Hayes. Yes. Amen. Again, like I said, we are hosting our dear friend, uh, Crystal Solomon, there with us. Amen. And we thank God for the time that we get to spend together. Amen. It's just a reunion. Amen. Of, of, of old friends. Amen. But we thank the Lord this morning. Amen. For friends, friendships, you know, relationships. Amen. And we're learning how to be in better relationships with people, places, and things, you know. And so this is what God desires for us, that we may live the life that God has planned for us, have given to us. Amen. You know, given us dominion over stuff out there. And want us to be good stewards, starting with our very own bodies this morning. And we're learning how to be good stewards over these bodies, over our life, you know, over the environmental part of things that affect us, you know, over our finances. You know, God wants us to be holy, you know, in tune with what he is doing, what he got to say about things. And sometimes we just compartmentalize things and just focus on, well, I'm going to keep church, church, and I'm going to keep this, this, and I'm going to keep that, that. Somewhere it's all got to come together because it's a part of your total life cycle, you know. Everything that pertains to life and godliness, God has set here before us for our enjoyment. Amen. And he don't want us to enjoy it in an in a ungodly manner. That's the whole key. So he puts some disciplines. He puts some instructions in place. He puts his word, his counsel. And we got to delight ourselves in it, even when it's unpleasant. Even when we get an unction from the Holy Ghost saying, you can't, you know you can't do that. That's not pleasing before God. And sometimes we go ahead and do it anyway, and then we repent afterwards. And then it leaves a stain, and we got to deal with the consequences, even though God mm -hmm. delivers us and, and, and turns it around and works it out together for our good. But hey, I create a I create a consequence. I create a circumstance. And the first thing we start doing is rebuking every devil man around. You know, some ain't even out there. You call you add new devils, man. You're trying to rebuke instead of just making the necessary upgrades and changes and say like David, I, I'm just not going to do that anymore because I don't want you, Lord, to be separated from me not for one second. I don't want you to take your Holy Spirit from me. God search me, creating me a clean heart. I ain't coming with no if syndrome this morning. I ain't no if I did this and if I did that. Yeah, we did it. We guilty, man, because we're sinners saved by grace. We're not sinners because we sin. No, we're sinners saved by grace, and we do fall short sometimes. But, you know, that's why weeping sometimes come during the night because of things I did, choices I made. But thank God that I can realize it before morning get there. And then I can say, God, I messed that up. It was on me, Lord. I repent. Ask you to forgive me because I know you're faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me of all of my unrighteous, all them unrighteous deeds that I did. Man, that cake looks so good. I should have ate just a little small people. I ate the whole thing, you know, and now I'm sick, stomach hurt, and all kind of stuff going on. You, Satan, I rebuke you. I dare you, you know. <laughs> no, just next time, man, don't eat the whole cake. Get you a little slice. You know, make it last a whole week. You don't have to eat it all the first day because it's your birthday cake. My God, you know, gallon of ice cream. I tell you, boy, amen, amen. I don't know who that was for this morning, but receive it as a, as a blessing this morning, word of wisdom this morning, knowledge this morning, and be free. Amen. But we just thank God this morning for his word. Amen. And um, amen. Uh, you know, uh, we, we had promised you that we were going to talk about this morning a subject matter. And I won't be long, but, I, you know, I was I was thinking about it when Pastor Eric was teaching the other morning. Something was mentioned about smoking. You know, is it a, is smoking? You know, cigarettes or whatever you smoke, is it a, it is a, it is, is it a, a sin? And uh, the response that God gave me when that when that question came up was, you know, anything to me, uh, and I believe I can, you know, accurately reflect this in the word is that anything that's causing anyone to miss a certain mark mm -hmm. that had been set, whether you understanding or not. Really, sin is like falling short of something, or it's like missing a, a target or mark. Right. And God has set markers for us. You know, it's like plumb line, like standards where He measures. You know, we talk about proving to God that we love Him, yes. and sometimes we we decide what we're gonna do to prove to God that we love Him instead of looking at the Word. Because remember, now the sinless the sinless one is Jesus, and He is our standard bearer. And so we have to. You know, imitate him. We have to look at what he did, and I didn't see anywhere where he smoked no cigarettes, smoked no dope. You know, I didn't. I didn't drink no liquor. You know, he didn't even drink the wine he made for them at the wedding. You know what I'm saying? And because his, he was always full of new wine. 
You know, he was always, he said, my meat is always to do the will of him that sent me. He didn't have no room in his life, no space in his life for any of the things that the world was offering him because he bought things from a different world that was from above, that was going to be good to the, for the people of God, you know, full of grace and truth, you know, and anyone that received that grace and truth, he said, look, you now can become the sons of God, you know, you now can be a part of the family now and know that you're a part of the family because you're not, you know, you're in this world, but you're not being of this world. And he demonstrated that when he came into the world as a son of man. And he did not sin. He was spotless and he was fulfilling the law. He wasn't terrified by the law, horrified by the law. He wasn't mad about the law. He came to show them that, you know, when God breathed that law out on Moses, it was to teach and show you areas in your life that could be improved, could be upgraded, could be better. Amen. And they took that law and added to it and made it more difficult for the people. And when those prayers and bickering and murmuring and complaining came up to God, you know, like, God, why are you doing this to us? God, why are you doing it? It wasn't God. It was the people that was in charge. It was the high priest. It was the people who were supposed to be biblical scholars. And they had took that thing and twisted it, Pastor Sharon, and stretched it and added to it and took from it and denied the people from knowing the truth. Amen. It was supposed to be a taskmaster, a teacher to teach you that, hey, this is when you go into this new kingdom, here are the standards, here are the rules, here are the ordinances, here's the laws that you're supposed to live by in the promised land that flow with milk and honey. And they end up dragging all the sicknesses there and all the murmuring and complaining, which you know how what that does, stress and worry, man, bring tumors and cancer. They were dragging all that stuff into the promised land. And God was waiting to give them some new instructions, 10 commandments, and that if you hearken unto the voice of the Lord and do all that I commanded you to do this day, he said, I won't let none of these diseases that, that was in Egypt come on you. You will leave them where they're at. You'll go into the promised land and I'll be with you and be your God and you'll be my people. And so I don't know whether they were smoking in Egypt. I don't know whether they were doing drugs in Egypt, but I know they had some things going on that was that was hindering uh, God's people from, you know, worshiping and serving and honoring their God because they had been given Pharaoh's gods to worship. Mm -hmm. And so anything that causes you to miss the mark, I don't care who it came from, where it came from, you know, what it was. If it's not from God, it's not going to do as good like a medicine, oh, you know, only the word of God. And so, yes, I can I can make the case that from my experience, your experience, I've had loved ones smoke so much, a whole pack a day, three packs a day and bragged mm -hmm. about it. And then when they got diagnosed with lung cancer in a, in a month or so afterward, they were dead. You know, and so God come to give you life that you might live and declare the works of the Lord. You know, and we know that the wages of sin is death to give to God eternal life. So if you doing things and God put doctors here to tell you, if you keep smoking three packs of cigarettes a day, you're going to die. And they die. So was 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 it was it true what the doctor said? Well, the doctor belonged to God like the nurse, like like me, like you. God used these people to help us, man. When I went and got my diagnosis, he told me I, was, I had CLL stage four. And he said, now we can do this. We can prolong treatment because people have lived with this for 20. I didn't want to just live with it not knowing that, you know, hey. So I said, well, yeah, let's do this. Let's start the treatment. You know, I'm not, I'm not a fool. I came here for you to tell me what's up. Let's start the treatment. I'm going to still trust God for my healing. But I'm not finna do the things that I have been doing, you know, up until that point. You know, I wasn't blaming no devils, rebuking no devils because I heard God tell me a long time ago when I got diagnosed with a type 2 diabetic that with his stripes, I'm healed. Then I reflect on what he told Paul. You know, Paul wanted God to heal him, get that thorn out of my flesh. I don't know whether it was physical. I don't know whether it, whether it was in his mind. All I know is he had a thorn in the flesh and he asked God to heal him. And the Lord told him, you know, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Paul said, okay, if that's the case, I'm going to have to serve you, Lord God, with your grace. But whatever, you know, Paul said, hey, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I would rather glory in my affliction that your grace might appear upon me. Paul knew that grace would probably be better than what he thought, what the doctor said. And if God tell you something, then guess what? That's God's thoughts towards you. Come on, you know, they're, they're, they're giving you a hope in the future. And Paul had a hope in the future going forward. It wasn't to continue to do what he was doing. God delivered him from that. Yes. You know, he couldn't do that no more. That would have killed him. 
Why kicking? Why are you kicking against the prick, bro? That would have killed him. Going against God's standards will kill you. You know, it may cause you to sin against your health, sin against your finances, sin against the environment, sin against your job, your occupation, whatever that is. There are there are there are ungodly ways to do things in those areas that we are studying about right now. And if you do anything and gain anything in an ungodly way, it's no gain at all. You know. You can't make unrighteous deed be righteous unless you get rid of all the unrighteous things and let God make all things righteous through the blood of Jesus. Now we can declare that we are the righteousness of God and call him Abba. Abba Daddy, Abba Father. You know, and so we're going to take a look at that particular area there this morning uh, of, of smoking cigarettes and any tobacco products. And I would say to you this morning is that anything that God did not put in your life it does us no good. We ought to want to cast it away, get rid of it, and separate from it. You know, because it's causing us to miss a certain mark that had been set. And we said the definition of missing a mark is uh, ultimately it fails spiritually or it will be wrong and we'll end up calling it right. You know, and to completely miss the mark is to reject the moral and ethical truth. Come on, being that our bodies don't belong to us mm. they belong to God so we can't just do anything we want to do with because we're abusing what God gave us to live in because we're a spirit but we live in a body we got a soul and we don't want to tarnish those things we, we, we want to be good stewards and you can't be good stewards unless you learn how That's right. we may think we can figure it out I've had too many people come and get, pray because they want to stop smoking they smoke for 50 years or longer however long they've been smoking they want to stop and that's a good thing but you might have already done substantial damage. Not saying God can't repair the damage, but I'm going to pray for you because I believe in miracles. You know, and then they say, I, I can't stop. Well, so you didn't you did not believe when you came to get the prayer, then it was going to work. So that's a problem with your faith. Because we prayed and you asked God to help you because I had you to say, God, help me to break this habit. Even though we prayed for you, that God will deliver you from it. He is a deliverer. But you pray to help you not to go back and light up again. And the first time you got around your friends, guess what happened? You start. You start. You, are, you know, I'm, I ain't going to smoke with one today. I, I've been smoking three packs, so I'm doing better than what I did. Well, you just add into the damage that's already been done. You know, you're not helping yourself. Plus, you're defying what God told you when you asked him to, 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 to break it off of you. And so that's, that's, that's that moral and ethical truth that gets us in trouble with God. When the word of God is supposed to come in, Pastor, and sanctify us, mm -hmm. purify us, justify us, deliver us, cut some things away from us. That's why the Bible says that the word of God in the book of Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verse 12, King James Bible, is powerful than any two-edged sword. It cuts the sunder between the dividing of soul and spirit. You know why that's so important? Because so you have the soul in there and you have the spirit. And a lot of times what complicates the spirit is what's in your soul. Mm -hmm. What you feel, what you think. One cigarette ain't going to hurt. And then I, I used to smoke four packs a day. I only smoke one now every now and then. See, that's, that's the argument that's going on. Things you know you need to do. Your spirit is telling you to do it. And you got the soul in there reminding you. Well, you don't smoke before. You don't smoke four packs anymore. God understands. Now we start convincing ourselves that I can smoke one and no problem. Well, the doctor told you to stop completely. If not, you're going to die. That was that was doctor being used at the voice of God telling you this, this, this is danger ahead. Don't go run off the cliff. The bridge is out. Just watch the way. You know, what we do, drive straight ahead, 100 miles an hour, man, with no, no warning, no forethought of anything, you know. And so what does the scripture, though, have to say about pressing toward that mark that God has set, that standard, you know, his, that line that he's drawn? That's, that's what that mark is talking about, a standard, you know. It's saying you can go so far, but you can't go all the way. And going so far is until you run into a reality and face the truth. See, God would give us time. He's carved out space. The Bible says broad is the way where many shall come. It's accommodating for everybody because it's universal. Mm -hmm. Health is universal, but death is too. Life is universal, but sickness is too. Mm -hmm. And God is saying it's so broad the way is, you know, 
and many shall come there too, but only a few shall enter therein because that gate is straight. It's straight ahead. Yes, it, it don't give you all these self-will, self-ambitious options. It has only one way, and Jesus is that way, and we have to do what he say. If we plan to get through the gate that's straight, the narrow way, he said only a few shall enter therein. Only a few people really do want God to supernaturally heal them. Only a few people really do want a better future and willing to do whatever they need to do to build for that optimal overall, that favorable outcome. You know, that God promised us if we would be faithful over a few things and we will hearken to the voice of the Lord and do all that he's commanded us. His message hadn't changed. So to me, it's a sin. If it didn't come from God, it's a sin or it'll lead to sin because if it's going to kill me, then the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. So if I'm in God and I'm stopping doing it because God is helping me and has demanded that I do it and now keep his commandments and present my body, which he gave me back to him who gave it, often finisher of it, as a living sacrifice, meaning free of things that will kill me. I can no longer continue therein in that sin, even though it's against my health. That's right. Then, hey, I, you know, I, I, I've created my own demise or my own dilemma. I've deceived myself. Mm. And I can tell you where that's going to end up at because we have family members that have tried to do it in their own will and might. Yes. That's why he says to the prophet Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6, he says, look, it's the King James Bible. It's not by your might. It's not by your strength. It's not Jesus. by your power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. And I've had people, man, you know, in, in church, folks that I fellowship with, you stand outside talking. I used to do parking lot duty. And they grab the cigarette and the light, and then they look at me and say, I'm, I'm sorry, you don't smoke. And put it back in their pocket. I'll be like, thank you, bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See, you got to have that, that, that will to resist. You know, to know that I'm on holy ground, I can't do this. You know, I can't do this. And see, this is a part of our environmental wellness. How many of you, man, have been on jobs where they had a smoking lounge down the hall? They had a smoking area outside, 50 feet from the building. You walked outside the building. They over there 50 feet on the pine tree smoking. But guess what? The smoke is still coming through there right back over there where you at. Like it looks like it's drawing it right back. You targeted it. The secondary smoke is finding you right over there where you're standing at. You over there drinking your bottle of PH 510 water. 9.5 water and hit them smoke right over there. You inhaling it. It's all up in there in the environment. This is why God wants us to be environmentally healthy. Be aware of what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. Them jokers out there smoking, man, and then they leave all them cigarette butts, man, scrolling from the floor all the way to the can out there where they're supposed to put them. And some poor soul got to come and empty that can. Mm -hmm. And do you realize, even though them all them butts piled up there, man, somebody got to pick them up. And if they're picking them up and they ain't got no mask on, they still breathing the, the aroma in. It's still affecting them in the environment. Yes, yes. I was, it was amazing how many people have died from secondary smoke. That's right. You know? I, I mean, I used to hate it, man. When I said, look, man, y'all can't smoke up in here. I'm sorry. Don't, 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 don't even pull this cigarette out. Mm -hmm. go, across, yeah, go on down there. Go across. You just get away from me with them cigarettes. You know, you have to you have to you know, you have to set that standard. Amen. And maintain it, you know. And so let's kind of look at some things here in the scripture in the book of Philippians, chapter three, verse three, 13 through 14, the King James Bible. It says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before I press, Paul said. I, it's not hard, smoked all your life, and now you got to just stop. But you can do it. I know people who've done it. I know people who was on drugs so bad that they thought they were going to die if they didn't get some more drugs. And they said to me, Pastor, when I made up my mind, yes. it was over. I didn't go to no AAA, no AA, no NA. I just made up my mind. I didn't need no 12 steps. I asked God to take it, and God took it, and I ain't taking it back. I separated myself from it. So, so, so you can, you, you know, your will can be in agreement, in alignment, or your thoughts with God's will for you. See, that's the key. Mm -hmm. But look at what He tells you got to do. You sometimes you got to press 
away. You got to press yourself away just like you press yourself into the habit. You press yourself out of the habit. You know, that, that's what you can do. And I've heard testimony of people said that they did it without all this, these 12-step programs. I'm not knocking those programs. Some people need those programs. You know, they need those programs. But more than a program, you need God. Because, see, God got the power to break it. And if you are willing and obedient, you can eat the good of the land. You know, and, and, and tar from cigarette smoke is not the good of the land. When you, if you've ever worked in tobacco, and when you harvest it and you hang it, I, I, growing up, man, we worked in them barns in the tobacco. Even then, that stuff was making us sick. Because when they harvested it, it's got tar built in it, a chemical called tar, and it gets on your lungs and it leaves black spots. And after so many years, your pretty pink, healthy lung, when you look at it on the x-ray, it's swiveled up, dried up, and it's black. I done seen the x-rays where people bought the x-rays and said, hey, this is what it used to look like. This is what it looks like. A healthy lung versus a, 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 a cancerous lung. I'd be like, oh, my God, that's nasty. That's ugly. And that stuff spread it throughout your body. So do you think that's a blessing from God? So if it's not a blessing, it's like a curse that you've imposed on yourself. And it's like without understanding that I've been redeemed from that black lung because of what Jesus did on that cross. Anything that caused you to death or missed the mark or fall short. That's what Jesus died to restore back to us. That right to be free from that. You know, and I know people who've done it. They said they gave their life to the Lord. God took the habit, the taste. I said, hey Amen, praise the Lord. That's that's God. Nice. All this other stuff, people, that's you. All this other stuff, people saying I couldn't. You're right, that's you can't do it. Because you're unwilling. And the Bible says that if you will be willing and obedient, book of Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, 19, you shall eat the good of the land. There's got to be a willingness on your part. You know, anything that's unwilling will sin. And sin, the way to sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. The consequences will be there. Yes, yes. You know, and so Paul is saying, but I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What's the high calling of God, Pastor? That we live separated from things in this world. Smoking is a worldly habit. It's a worldly pastime. People love it, man. They have, they done built, let me tell you something, people making money right now because they got a building they call the Vapor Center. You can go in with other vapors, man, they'd be up in there vaping it up, man. And, and they done sold them on this idea now, man, that vape, if it's not natural, it's not good for your health. You know, if it's not natural, it's not good for your health. This is, this is something that science has created called vaping. And it's, to me, it's one of the most unnatural things I've ever seen. But people do it. And they still get sick. You know, why not just break the habit all together? That's right. And ask God to help you. It's like anything else. Old things are passed away. If you're in Christ Jesus, all things become new. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Now you just got to learn how to walk in the newness of life. Walk in your freedom. You know, that God has freed you. And what did he say? If I save, you save. If I heal, you heal. If I deliver, you deliver. If I break it, it's broken. If I knock the giant down, he knocked down. Walk on him, tread on him, cut his head off. Do whatever you need to do to free yourself. Those are things that you can do. Paul says it right here. He didn't say somebody else. He didn't say the pastor, the bishop pressed. He said, I pressed toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So, you know, when you, when you turn away from something, don't go back to it. Don't, put, don't turn around, look back, put your hand to the plow and pick up the pack just because somebody else pushed it in your face. You know. Get those things. Sin is not the high calling of God, period. But the opposite of it. What then is the mark of the high calling of God? What was this high calling? He tells us in verse 10, he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Now, Jesus didn't already suffer for it. Why am I going to suffer for cancer when he already did? Come on, brother. Or whatever other sickness it is. Even though a lot of times we have consequences that all of us are dealing with. But I tell you what, the cycle of what we used to do, I don't do no more. I don't eat the stuff I used to eat. Mm -hmm. I don't drink the stuff I used to drink. 
It's very narrow, and I can tell you what I drink, you know, tea, coffee, and water. Sometimes every now and then I may drink a little almond milk or something, you know, or, or one of these ginger ales, when you boil my stomach out so I can burp, you know. That's about it. I don't drink all this stuff I used to drink. Everything has been upgraded, and I know I'm speaking to the choir that some of you too are making these upgrades because you want to build that better future. You know, that's the higher calling, you know. And the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. He suffered. So that's how we, we share the suffering. <coughs> Is we do, we press. That's, the, that's what we do. We press mm -hmm. ourselves away from doing things that we used to do that got us in trouble. You know, that's the press right there. To Paul, this was the ultimate prize to know Christ and to experience him in both his power and his suffering. You know, he suffered for us. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might have a right to the tree of life to be part of who Christ was, who he is and who he will be. That's what that's what the prize is. That's the prize. That's the that's the prize. You know, the question was, is smoking a sin over in the book of second Peter, chapter one, verse three through four, the King James Bible. He puts it this way. Peter, Peter knew a little something. He said, I would offer a yes. Now, this is me talking here because I'm agreeing with Peter against our health. And we have to let scripture answer, is it a sin against God? I'm not going to go there, but I'm going to say now, you hear me say, I believe it is because it works against your health, yes. your perfect ultimate overall wellness. Okay. And the environment we've just talked about laid out how it affects the environment. Every business place where they hire people now, warehouses with Amazon, wherever, Walmart, anywhere you go now to these big, large, you know, commercial businesses and whatnot, you will see people out there in a the smoking area taking a break. You will see it. Sometimes they're in the building. They have smoking area set up for inclement weather in the building. They have a designated area outside the building. They're accommodating this habit. They kill people. So it doesn't matter how much money you make, what, how much you make an hour, when your life is cut short by 20 years because of that smoke. Why? Sinning against your health. And he said, this is what Peter said now. The word speaks, that's God's voice. It's, I said, yes, it's, it's, it's a sin against your health. It's just like me when I said, you know, I've sinned against my health because I ate things. I didn't blame it. I ate things. Now, when devil saw death trying to come in there, he jumped on the bandwagon because he come to kill still in the store. He saw he saw my he played on my ignorance that I was killing myself. Yeah, that's just what he did. And people perish for that lack of knowledge, knowing what what to do and what not to do. Verse three now says this in the first, in the second book of Peter, chapter one. He says, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things, not some things, not all things. That pertain unto life and godliness. Let me ask you a question. Do smoking tobacco products or any kind of mind-altering drug, cancer-causing uh, tobacco products, okay, you think God gave us that as a part of our life and godliness? No. There's a lot of things in this world now that God didn't give us. Remember, he said there are things to be received and things not to be received. They have a purpose now. And all those purposes, you know, because some kind of way you got to have a set of standards in order for people to, to build and create an appreciation for God. So you're going to have life. You're going to have death. You're going to have good. You're going to have evil. That's that's been forced upon us because Adam did sin, y'all. So now sin is with us. Bad choices is with us. But they're good ones too. And we have to decide which ones we're going to make. We have to decide, am I going to live a good life or a bad life? Or am I going to try to straddle the fence and be hot, be cold, be lukewarm? Am I going to give up some things but not give up all things? Come on, bro. You know, so th this, is, this, this is one of those things he's saying to you right there. And godliness, given to us by God, that ability, that's, that he wants that to be our desire. Through, listen how he gave it to us, Pastor Jeremy. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Mm. You know, that word virtue means strength. You know what I'm saying? You, you, when you weak, man, because your lungs ate up with cancer and black transfer, mm. you're not going to be strong. You're not going to be, man, you, you see people, man, they, they, they hurting. 
Some of them got this thing that can't hardly talk because that, that tartan got all up in the esophagus and ate them all up, man. They got to have tube down there even to be able to speak. What's that lung thing, CPD? What's that lung thing that people be suffering from? COPD. Emphysema. You know, I'd be like, man, and they're trying to tell their children, don't do what I did. I started smoking when I was five. Smoked ever since I was this age and this age, and look at what it did for me. You know, does that sound like life and godliness? No, it doesn't. Sound like sickness and cancer to me, that's, you know. And he says, you know, that have called us to glory. Remember what Paul said in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse. 18, King James Bible, I reckon that the sufferings, cancer, all these things caused by cigarette smoking, anything else that caused you to miss the mark, against your health, your finances, the environment, mm -hmm. all these things we're dealing with, your occupation. You know, he, he, he's saying it right there. Paul said, you've been called yes. to allow God to take the lid off so his glory yes. can be seen. When I was standing there and the guy was giving me a light of a cigarette on the parking lot, man, and saw me standing there, man, looking at him, he said, man, that's right, you don't smoke, man. See, that was the glory. Showed up right there in the mist, and he put the lighter and the cigarette back in his pocket. I said, thank you, bro. Appreciate that, man. I wasn't going to have to worry about no, no secondary smoke. That's right. Exactly. But the glory showed up right there and canceled that situation. And if he did it once, he'll do it again. Right. And I was strengthened by that because of the fact that brother respected the fact that I'm a non-smoker. And he didn't allow me to be hit by his secondary smoke or those other three guys that were standing there in the parking lot with, with us. We were all deacons doing our duty. I'd rather been inside, but that day particular day, I was, it was my job to be out there. But as soon as if I felt like all them cars were parked, and I told them, man, y'all, I'm going in, man. I want to hear this word. Separated myself. Now they smoked after I left. I wasn't out there to get that secondary smoke. That's right. I went on back inside, man, and stood in the back of the church, man, and heard that word. <clears throat> Verse four, he says, "Whereby are given unto us." Listen to now, given unto us by God, delivered to us by God, exceeding great and precious promises, that if you will hearken to the voice of the Lord, do all that I've commanded you to do this day. I won't put none of these diseases upon you that was on the, the Egyptians in Egypt when, when you was in Egypt serving Pharaoh. I won't put any of these on you now. You know, he's called us out now. He's, he's, he's called us out from among them and he said, be ye separate. Don't do the things that you used to do with them anymore. Come out from among them and be ye separate. Be sanctified. Be consecrated. Be justified. You know, be delivered. But separate yourself. You have to be willing to separate yourself from those things. That used to snare us, used to do, do, you know, dominate us, control us. We, we love to premeditatedly participate. Mm -hmm. Say ahead of time what I'm going to do when I get there. Carry the cigarettes with me just in case the rest I'm smoking, I'm going to light me one up. You know, you didn't want to be a cheapskate, so you bought your own cigarettes. You didn't want them to think you were a bomb begging cigarettes. All of us have seen people do that. Man, man let me get one of those cigarettes, man. And sometimes it calls spice. He said, man, nigga, every time I see you, man, you need a cigarette. They do, that's the language. Won't you buy some cigarettes, man? You get a check. Buy cigarettes with your check? Something that's going to kill you? People do it, y'all, because they don't understand what God has given us. Freedom from that. Yoke-destroying, burden-bearing, anointing to destroy all them habits of the world that we adopt. We participate in of our own free will. So guess what? I can separate myself of my own free will. I can set these things aside because they become weights and sin that so easily beset me. And I lose sight of the mark because I'm about blinded from putting all that stuff in my body. Can't even physically see my way forward no more. All I can see is more of the same. But he said, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Those promises bring life. They don't bring death. That by these ye might be what? Partakers of the divine nature. Not black tar on your lungs. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You know, smoking tobacco products, drug, whatever. That, see, that's you being led away by your own lust for desires. You desire to be there and do that, to hang out with the fellas. You're going to, guess what you're going to do? Just like you can't resist. In the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 17, the King James Bible, the verse says this. Wherefore, 
come out from among them, them smokers, them, 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 them the drug addicts, you know, those people who just got to have that marijuana, you know, it's legal now, so they smoking a whole lot of it, making up for lost time, all that money, check, they need to pay their rent, all that, buy groceries, man, they ain't buying no groceries, man, they eat, they got cookies now with marijuana in it, they got candy bar with marijuana in it, them jokers eating up a stone, open up their pantry, now, man, ain't no beans in there, ain't no protein items in there, you know, man, they, they beer and, 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 and mar medical marijuana, living off of it, just as crazy as a boom boom. Remember we talked about mental wellness? They're not mentally well. They might have took something to get rid of the inflammation in the joints, Pastor, and get rid of authorizing the pain, but their mind is fried. They're just as crazy as they can be. Mentally unstable in all their ways. Will fight you down that this marijuana is illegal. Mr. Police Officer, I bought it over there at the store on the corner. It's legal now. Yeah, but you can, didn't need to smoke a ton of it. All of that to get rid of pain, but to lose your mind and you cause pain. People worry about you. They're concerned about you. He said, wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate. Just because they legalize it don't mean that, you know, that it's not against God. Right. Saith the Lord and touch not, listen now, the unclean thing and I will receive you. Putting them chemicals in your lungs over a period of time, Pastor Sherry, until your lungs turn completely black mm -hmm. is not a clean thing, y'all. Mm -hmm. The Lord said, hey, you know, I, you know, put no unclean thing in your body. Can't do it unless you separate from the unclean thing because your body is the temple of God. No unclean thing shall dwell therein. Black tar on your lungs is not of God. It's against God. It's against God, you know. Book of Revelations, chapter 21, uh, as we move to close this morning, verse 27, the King James Bible says it this way. And there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth. God is telling you that, you know, if, if, if you think you're getting in the kingdom of God, you done messed up the temple and didn't do anything to try to fix it. Come on. Remember what he's coming back for. His bride without spot or without wrinkle to do what? Present her to himself. So in the meantime, how do I work out my own salvation with fear and trembling and doing to the end to see what it's going to be? I offload all these weights and sins now that's so easy to beset me. And I run on to serve God, presenting my body to him as a living sacrifice, holding up to God without spot or without wrinkle. Without all those worldly habits, all those things that I chose to do, premeditatedly do, you know, out of my own free will. Well, guess what? I can decide to let those things go and separate myself and, and follow after God. It's my will for his will. Not my will, but that will be done. Isn't that what Jesus told the Father? If it's your will, let me drink this bitter cup. If not, take it away from me, Lord. That will be done. And so we see here in the Revelation, he said, And there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth. No flesh going up in there. Nobody with their own attitudes going up in there. Neither whatsoever worketh abomination. You know these little folks now, I just saw a big thing, man, all these gays and folks out there now, I think it's in uh, Florida, our governor now, he passing laws about you can't, in schools, can't say this about gay. I mean, it's just crazy right now because he's got ambitions to become president, so he's kind of not playing to the, to, the, to, the, to the voters out there with stupid stuff. But look at what the Lord said. Anybody out there, man, to try to play God, they're going to go down because there's only one God. You don't make yourself no God, no authority on issues that are above your pay grade. The way God created a man is the way a man ought to live, a male. The way God created a female is the way a female ought to live. Come on, brother. Putting all these you know, rules and laws in place, man, going above God's law. You're authorizing people to live in abomination before God. When that's not your job. And when you read the book of Romans, the first chapter, verses 25 through 28, it tells you right there. That you can leave the natural use of your body and go after whatever your lustful fleshly desires are telling you to do. And you can lie and say, I was born this way. But you wasn't created that way. Mm. You know? Yes, brother. Doing that which is unseemly, unnatural, don't make sense just because somebody told you you got rights. Well, you got spiritual laws too. Mm. And to violate them, it's an abomination. 
Leviticus calls it an abomination. Yes. See, that's what the word says. See, that's the answer right there. You know, and he goes on to say cigarette smoking is the same thing. When God tells you to come out among them, stop doing what the world do and you continue to do it. It's an abominable thing. Mm -hmm. Just like anything else. Remember, sin is missing the mark, whatever the mark is. And all he said, all maketh a lie. Stop lying about it. That's right. It's just too hard. I've been smoking all my life. I just can't stop. You haven't tried to stop. He said, you have not suffered unto death come to on. stop doing something. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Mm. You know, if you don't get saved before cancer kill you and get your name in the Lamb's book of life, when hey, you, you missed it. Come on. And that's the risk and the chance you take by loading your, your lungs up with death-causing chemicals mm. and lifestyles that lead to AIDS and HIV and all of that. And other kind of, you know, transmitted diseases, men going in, whew, it's just horrible to think of all the abominable stuff, man, that caused you to miss the mark, you know. And, and cigarette smoke and tobacco products, I believe, is, 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 is a part of that category, you know. But it, it keeps you so occupied until you forget you better rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. That's right. And you ain't carrying all that stuff. He said, nothing that defiles the body will be in heaven with me. We just read it. The Bible does not mention specifically in a figurative or practical manner the uh, smoking itself in, in that, that language or the recreational use of medical uh, use of marijuana as a drug or other drugs. But what about the rot, gut, jaw, cancer causing nasty dip disease, causing snuff, chew, uh, brain altering, vaping, piping, rolling cigarettes and all the prints out of the back of bags and other means of using tobacco. However, it does contain principles showing that God does not approve of unhealthy or unclean habits or lifestyles. Thus, he views, I would say he if he were to ask right now. That we would before him, he would probably say, "Yeah, I view smoking as a sin. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's kind of not natural for a human being to come from God to just do something that you know gonna kill you. You know, to know something that's gonna kill you. You know. And so we're gonna move to to close here. I'm gonna read you something from the World Health Organization as I prepare to close. And it says this, and it's about tobacco in your health. The World Health Organization estimates that every year about 6 million people die of diseases related to the use of tobacco, including over 600,000 non-smokers affected by secondhand smoke. Consider how tobacco affects the health of those who use it and the health of others around them. Cancer. Tobacco smoke contains over 50 carcinogenic chemicals. The Encyclopedia of Britannica states that tobacco smoke is believed, and this is in quotes, to account for 90% of all cases of lung cancer, end quote. Tobacco smoke can cause cancer in other organs, including the mouth, the trach, the esophagus, the throat, the larynx, the liver, the pancreas, and the bladder. Respiratory diseases, tobacco smoke increases the chances of respiratory ailments such as pneumonia and emphysema. Children who regularly inhale secondhand smoke are more prone to suffer from asthma, chronic cough, and reduced lung growth and function. Heart disease, smokers are at great risk of suffering a stroke or developing heart disease. Carbon monoxide present, present in tobacco smoke easily passes from the lungs to the bloodstream where it displaces oxygen. With less oxygen available in the blood, the heart has to work harder to deliver oxygen to the body. And my last statement here. Effects pregnancies, pregnancies, Women who smoke while pregnant increase the risk of their babies being born prematurely mm. with low birth weight or with certain birth defects such as a cleft lip, 
such babies could also develop respiratory problems or suffer sudden infant death syndrome. And so that's not straight from the World Health Organization. That ain't me making that up. Astounding the death that comes through any environment with tobacco. Do you think that's God's will for his people? No. Do you think that's going to lead to healthy living and living healthy? Do you think if I continue that that's going to build a future for me, my seed, my family, my friends, my co-workers of optimal overall wellness if I continue down that path? It's eye-opening. It's alarming, you know, to even think, you know, that that would be the case. That would be the outcome. Something has to change. Something has to be controlled or something has to be broken away from or something has to be, you know, separated from if I am to stand the chance, you know. But the Bible says this, Pastor, and I'm closing. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Yes. And behold, all things have become new. That's the key. Yes, yes, yes. If I'm struggling, ask God to, to help me to break away from it. And he is a very present help in the time of trouble. He don't want us to destroy the temple that don't belong to us. He wants us to be good stewards over it, learn how to maintain it. Mm-hmm. And he's given us a wonderful direction to go in this year to build that kind of future. Because these things are out there in our environment. We breathe them in. These things are on our jobs, you know, that we, that we went in and did an interview and they hired us. And we shouldn't have to, you know, deal with death on my job that I qualified for. How much money I'm making. It affects me physically, as we just read. It affects me mentally and spiritually, environmentally, financially, because cigarette man right now is ridiculous. When I was in Germany in 1976, Germans had to pay $25 for a carton of American cigarettes. Because it was $50 on their market for the cigarettes they were buying. And they were no, nowhere close to the American cigarettes. Mm-hmm. American cigarettes, they said, was a better quality of cigarettes. All of it put tar on your lungs. So it's costly. I don't know what the price of a carton of cigarettes is now. Probably $30, $40, $50. I don't know. Inflation, man, it's crazy to buy something that's going to kill you. And they're habitual smokers out there. And they don't care nothing about the people around them that don't smoke. So I would say, yes, it's a sin. You know? And we have scripture here, man, to kind of, nothing figurative, literally spell it out. But you got to use a little common sense here. You know, to see that, no, it's not of God. Anything that's not of God is missing the mark, falling short. So let the scripture answer what we can't answer. And be content with what God is saying to us. Without spot or wrinkle. All right, then we're going to close. The Father, we thank you. We praise you for the revelation. We thank you and praise you for the enlightenment. We thank you and praise you that we've dealt with the question. We didn't run away from it. That deals with smoking, tobacco products, the effects of it, anything else that affects us, Lord God, environmentally, physically, mentally, God, spiritually, Lord, financially, Lord, economically, occupation. It, it affects us in all those areas, Lord. And I pray this morning in the name of Jesus that something that's been said, the truth been told, the medical information that we provided will cause someone right now to kick that nasty habit. And God, I pray you help them. This is my prayer this morning. They've heard the word. We've given them the word. We've taught what you've given us to teach. We've shared with them. We've given them the medical community side of it. And we're praying now, God, that someone will make an intelligent decision that I'm not going to kill myself with, with a cigarette. We give you praise going for it. Now, in Jesus' wonderful name, Father, we thank you. For this word, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to transition now right into our comment time with Pastor Sharon, and then we'll go on with Pastor Eric, Pastor Steve, and anyone else on the line. Pastor Sharon. No, thank you, Pastor. Great teaching.